0: A service of prayer and preaching for the second Sunday in Lent, Reminiscere, February 28th, 2021. The opening hymn is LSB 779, Come, my soul, with every care.
1: My soul with every care Jesus loves to answer prayer He himself has bid thee pray Therefore will not turn away Thou art coming to a king Large petitions with thee bring For his grace and power are such, None can ever ask too much. With my burden I begin, Lord, remove this load of sin, Let thy blood for sinners spilt, Set my conscience free from guilt. Lord, thy rest to me impart, take possession of my heart. There thy blood but right maintain, and without a rival reign. While I am a pilgrim here, let thy love my spirit cheer, As my guide, my guard, my friend Lead me to my journey's end Show me what is mine to do Every hour my strength renew Let me live a life of faith Let me die thy people's death
0: This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and repents of evil. Jesus said, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
1: The Lord God is my strength and my son, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my son, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. (coughs) The Lord God. He is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen The Lord God is my strength and my song and He has become my salvation
0: A reading from Genesis the 32nd chapter. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else he had, and Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. Therefore to this day the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The intro is verses from Psalm 25.
1: Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Let not my enemies exult over me. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Let not my enemies exult over me. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his
0: troubles. A reading from First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus, that as you receive from us how you ought to live and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. (coughs) This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Matthew, (coughs) the 15th chapter. Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. Son of David, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We continue with the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God the Father Almighty. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is our epistle reading, the second reading, adding these verses that lead us from chapter 3 into our reading of chapter 4. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, as we do for you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. The theme for the second Sunday in Lent is taken from the first word of the introit, which means to remember, but What should we remember? We've heard much of that in the past year. Remember to wear your mask. Remember to wash your hands. Remember to check on your loved ones. When you love someone, you are inevitably concerned about their welfare. You want to share everything with them. Happiness, sorrow, excitements and hopes, fears, for better, worse, richer, poorer, sickness, and health. This is especially true when you are head over heels in love, but it's also true in families and among friends. If this last year has taught us anything, it's highlighted just how important personal contact is for overall health, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Letters, emails, phone calls, social media, text messages are fine, but nothing beats good old-fashioned human face-to-face interaction. What does the sinful nature do when it's left to its own devices? What do we do when we think no one is watching or is not even going to stop by? When we feel we're isolated, what do we remember to do or not to do? The sixth petition reminds us of the reality that false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice are going to attack us. The devil, the world, and my own sinful nature will seek many ways to get us to turn from God's word, turn from God's ways, and seek other things. It is not good that man is alone. To alleviate our loneliness, we're tempted to dispose of God's word, to either not remember it or to disregard it completely. Instead of the peace of God that passes all understanding, the flesh seeks peace of man that it can understand. It scours the internet, combs the bars, seeks only those community activities that will keep me only hearing what I want to hear. In efforts to connect with other like-minded, fleshy folks, we find it easier today to be more disconnected. The world is connected at the speed of the touch of a button, yet people are feeling more and more separated from one another. To serve in a world of Connected-disconnectedness is difficult. And St. Paul experienced many of the same things. Paul liked to keep in contact with the congregations he had founded and served. He would write to inform, rebuke, encourage, and strengthen them so that the membership of the church would continue to stay close to Jesus and grow in the faith. Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica at least two different times. Now Thessalonica was a harbor town, and a commercial center, and was also an important communication center situated on a main road connecting Rome to the east. It was a congregation that was predominantly Gentile. These were not Jews who had grown up in the faith. They weren't brought up in the customs and teachings of God's law from the beginning. They had a more worldly raising. Matters of sexuality and issues of marriage, living together outside of marriage, homosexuality, Divorce, sins pertaining to the desecration of the body, and the giving up of the basic structure of the family to serve personal goals had different teachings in the Gentile world. There was more that was permissible. Control was not really important. Passion and lust were accepted as signs of the times. The sentiment of the Gentile world could be summed up with the phrase, If it feels good, do it. When these Gentiles were brought into the church, they had to break from their Gentile ways and learn God's ways. While Paul was with them, not only did he start this new congregation, he also taught and spoke to the Jews in their own synagogue. A culture war over the truth then began. Paul proclaimed to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ for whom all of God's people had waited and that Jesus was Savior of the whole world, Jews and Gentiles. This did not sit well with the Jews, and they attacked one of the homes of the Gentile Christians because they thought Paul was there. Paul fled to Berea. The Jews followed him there, which caused Paul to bolt to Corinth, where he would stay, for two years. The church in Thessalonica, though, remained on Paul's mind. Could they withstand persecution? Would they believe what the Jews were saying about him, that he was a snake oil salesman, a con artist, Eager for donations only to keep them for himself, when Paul could no longer simply wonder how things were, he sent Timothy to learn first-hand how things were faring to his delight. Timothy came with good news. He writes, but now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us the good news of your faith and love, and reported that you always remember us kindly and long to see us as we long to see you. for this reason, brothers, in all our distress and affliction. We have been comforted about you through your faith. Paul was worried that Satan might have separated them from the true faith. He was led to thank God for them and pray that somehow they might be brought together again, so that through the gospel they might be strengthened and build up what is lacking in their faith. First, Paul begins with prayer, a prayer to God as the one who directs the life of the Christian and to the Lord Jesus as the one who builds a brotherly love in his people, so their lives may reflect God's love in them, both to their fellow believers and as a witness to those not yet in God's family. That kind of love will be strong enough to stand the strain of this life right up to that moment when they stand under the scrutiny of the final judgment. Paul prayed that the Lord Jesus would bring him back to Thessalonica again, but it did not happen at this particular time. It didn't happen because the faith of the Christians at Thessalonica did not depend on Paul or Timothy or any other apostle. The faith is not about Paul or Silas or even Pastor Kep. It's completely dependent on the Lord. So it is also with us. The Word of God calls to our remembrance the fact that we are sinners, whether in obvious ways known to others or in hidden ways we think no one knows about In our dark home, God knows. His Holy Spirit calls to our remembrance these things so that we are brought to repentance. Thus we confess our sins and receive forgiveness, salvation through the gospel. Through his word, he calls, gathers, enlightens, sanctifies, and keeps us in the true faith. There is no substitute. We need Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit. How wonderful to know that our faith and our very salvation are not dependent on anyone else. How good to know that God, who directed the lives of Paul and the Thessalonians so that their mutual love and devotion to Jesus were kept alive and grew, directs our lives in the same way and provides us for us in the times when we are without the people we feel are necessary to us. Now God said no to Paul's request to return to Thessalonica and instead used this as an example for us of the love produced by the Lord in the hearts of his true followers. The Thessalonians became imitators of the apostles in the way that they endured affliction, as the Lord would make the love of the Thessalonians increase and abound in love for one another and for all. He would also strengthen their hearts so that they would be blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Now that does not mean these believers would never sin, but that their sins would be removed daily by the blood of Christ in whom they trusted as their Savior. Love is the product of the faith the Holy Spirit instills in us. That is how faith shows itself, love toward each other and toward those outside the faith as well. One who is saved can be seen in this life by the fruits that are produced. What does this look like? This is what Paul says. Abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control your own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So why the emphasis on love? Simply because everybody needs somebody. We were created for love, and successful living is rooted and grounded in God, who is love who loves us in Jesus Christ and makes our love increase and overflow for each other. This drives the Christian to love the way God intended. For in that way we find true love, true joy, true happiness. When we are caught in false love, in our own version, or the world's understanding of love, it can be hard to break from that. In fact, on our own it is impossible and requires death. Death to our old ways And through Christ's love, we are given a new heart, new mind, new will, a new life. Before we can love others, we must be recipients of God's love. We cannot really give God any love as he is already perfect love. Jesus told us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is for our benefit, not God's. We cannot add to what God already is but we do receive strength from his spirit that builds our faith and when we do his love flows through us and we demonstrate our love to god by loving those around us hence jesus continues with the second greatest commandment you shall love the lord or love your neighbor as yourself christ's blood flows through his body now think about that your heart pumps blood to all major organs and extremities to keep your body alive and well Jesus' blood is poured out on the cross, and he, through his word, locates it in the chalice and pours it into your mouths. You receive his blood, his forgiveness, his love, and that gives you life. And then you live and move and have your being in this world. He takes your sins, he purifies you, and then he sends you into the world refreshed and renewed. And you are not alone. Here we come face to face with our Heavenly Father, fed by our Savior, Brother and strengthened by the Helper, the Comforter. We weekly have a face-to-face interaction with God Himself. Personally, He speaks. Personally, He restores. Personally, we receive His love, who is the propitiation for our sins. In this world of disconnectedness, we are connected through the blood of Christ. His death was for us all. He didn't just die for me. He died for us all. In his grace he gives us each other to live with and bear with and enjoy and struggle in sickness and in health. In this body of Christ these things we remember and we confess together. Yet even though I suffer the world's unpleasantness and though the days grow rougher and bring me great distress, that day of bliss divine which knows no end or measure and Christ who is my pleasure forever shall be mine. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 713, From God Can Nothing Move Me.
1: From God can nothing move me, he will not step aside, but gently will reprove me and be my constant guide. He stretches out his hand in evening and in morning, my life with grace adorning wherever I may stand. When those whom I regarded as trustworthy and sure have long from me departed, God's grace shall still endure. He rescues me from sin and breaks the chains that bind me. I leave death's fear behind me, his peace I have within. The Lord my life arranges, who can his work destroy? In his good time he changes all sorrow into joy. So let me then be still, my body, soul, and spirit, his tender care inherit according to his will. Each day at his good pleasure, God's gracious will is done. He sent his greatest treasure in Jesus Christ his Son. He every gift imparts, the bread of earth and heaven are by his kindness given. Praise him with thankful hearts. Praise God with acclamation, and in his gifts rejoice. Each day finds its vocation, responding to his voice. Soon years on earth are past, but time we spend expressing. The love of God brings blessing that will forever last. Yet even though I suffer the world's unpleasantness, and though the days grow rougher and bring me great distress, that day of bliss divine, which knows no end or measure, and Christ, who is my pleasure, forever shall be mine. For thus the Father willed it, who fashioned us from clay. And his own Son fulfilled it, and brought eternal day. The Spirit now has come, to us true faith has given. He leads us home to heaven. Oh, praise the three in one.
0: In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church, here and scattered throughout the world, And for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. O God, you see that of ourselves we have no strength. By your mighty power, defend us from all adversities that may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts that may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, Read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. In place of the New Testament canticle, we sing L.S.B. 582, God's Word is Our Great Heritage.
1: be our chief endeavor. Life it guides our way, in death it is our stay. Lord, grant while worlds endure, we keep its teachings pure.
0: us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Amen. We sing hymn TLH 407. Farewell, I gladly bid thee.
1: Uh My stay in each perplexing trial, help me, O Lord, I pray. Mine hour of sorrow shorten, support my fainting heart, from every cross deliver. The crown of life impart. When darkness round me gathers Thy name and cross still bright Deep in my heart are sparkling Like stars in blackest night O heart, this image cherish, the Christ on Calvary. How patiently he suffered and shed his blood for me. Lord, hide my soul securely. Deep in thy wounded side From every danger shield me And to thy glory guide He has been truly blessed Who reaches heaven above He has found perfect healing who rests upon thy love. Lord, write my name, I pray thee, now in the book of life, and with all true believers Take me where joys are rife, Where let me bloom and flourish, thy perfect freedom prove, until as I adore thee, how faithful was thy love.